New Zealand Vegan Podcast episode 84. I'm your host Elizabeth Collins and this week um, I just wanted to uh, talk about a couple of experiences that I had that I hope will be useful um, because they taught me a lot. You know, I was thinking the other day that I haven't listened to my podcast episodes going back you know, right to the beginning, and I'm sure that I've just, if I did that, I would hear such a change in, uh, in the way I was then and the way I am now, hopefully for the better, but I have noticed, I do remember I did this one episode on patience and tolerance, and remembering that, remembering that, um, you know, none of us used to be vegan from birth, or very few of us used to be vegan from birth, and trying to sort of remember that mindset and try to gain some insight, and I don't know, I mean, have I lost some of that? Um, maybe I have if you listen to my later podcast. I'd like to, I think tolerance, um, somebody took me to task for using that word. And I think that they were right to do so. Um, what I really meant was be nonviolent. Um, be effective by trying to remember what it was like for you when you d- when you used to eat animals and when you used to wear their skin and you just thought it was perfectly normal and, you know, the way you were raised and things like that. So I don't want to lose that. I really need to fight to hold on to that because, well, not not to hold on to that, but, okay, when I say I don't want to lose it, I mean I want to still be able to connect, I don't want to forget um, and um, forget what it was like, but the thing that I can't relate to, unfortunately, from from what I remember, I'm still trying to dig for those memories. I'm really trying to dig for them. I had a I had a flashback of a of an animal use, uh, you know, like footage from a, a a facility that was processing, as the industry would call it, baby um, chickens, um, which I had buried, um, and that came back to me. So I I'm still searching back in my mind, trying to remember that. Did anyone ever talk to me about animal rights and veganism in my life before I heard it from the people on the Earthlings Forum and before I um, really started to engage in it with with people who were doing that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember. I wish I had a memory. I wish I, I had a memory of the thought process that went into that. Um... And I don't. So that is something for me to learn how to how to get through. How to get through. And I mean, the only thing I know is to just keep telling the truth. Keep telling the truth unequivocally. Um, but anyway, what it, why I mention that is because what happened is I was talking to. Well, I wasn't talking to. But I was. Uh, I was involved in a discussion, in which. I was trying to convince a vegan. I believe they were quite a new vegan. I'm not sure, to promote veganism. I have those discussions more often than I'd wish wish I had to have, but they happen a lot. And um, so anyway, um, I got some insight. I think um, maybe um, the person was like um, very hesitant to talk to promote veganism, and the thing that they, the thing that I finally got to the bottom of it because I kept saying, you know. I kept trying to find out why, like, why would you not want, why would you not, you know, why are you not doing it, and what came out in this particular case was that it's, it's like, um, that the reactions are negative to it, the person was a person who, who believed in promoting welfare reforms, and I'm going to try not to be too harsh here, 
Um, so what I got from that was that they were intimidated about the idea of, of talking to people, even online, people complete strangers, because it still can be very upsetting, even when a complete stranger just is really horrible, you know, just says mean things or whatever. Says personal things, a lot of people seem to do. Um, it's weird. You, people just take the tone that they can hear in their head on your words, and they so it's really hard. It's very hard to avoid what's going on in their head, because they can't see your body language and stuff. But anyway... The person was very intimidated by the idea of prone eventness because she's like all the negative, you know, the negative um, reactions that you get. I mean, she she looked at this article where somebody was talking about it, and there was all of these, you know, I mean, anybody who does promote veganism knows that, um, although l less now, you know, less and less now, but but oftentimes, especially if you're sort of on a place where it's not a familiar topic, that there'll be like comments from people, just you know, insane <laughs> comments from people. Um, you know, anti-vegan comments, and they're very, like, they're very, very personal, and there's just this, no, down with veganism, down with veganism, you know, and then we're there, just, you know, we just keep on going, but when you, when the person look, pointed that out, she's like, look at this, it looks pretty hopeless to me, kind of thing, and to me, it's like, well, yeah, of course there's going to be resistance, of, of course there's going to be, um, I mean, but we, it's, you, you, they shouldn't stop you from doing it. And especially it should make you want to help more people because the more people that do it, it won't just be one or two people and they'll have to start paying attention. I mean, so I was, I got a little, I thought to myself, I'm trying not to be too harsh, but I was like, okay, so great. So you're um, wanting to go and do stuff that, that people like to hear because it suits them. And then you don't have to deal with any, like, you know, you don't have to like deal with any unpleasantness. So you can go and tell people, hey, um, just, you can eat eggs and everything. It's all good, but just eat these eggs. And then, then you tell them that it's helping the chickens, which is not. And and then as far as they're concerned, it's like, oh, everybody wins. You know, they, they, they feel okay. They've the, the advocate doesn't have to deal with, like, this reaction from someone who doesn't want to deal with what you're telling them, which is that they're participating in torture. And, um, and then everybody can relax and there's no hard feelings and stuff. And I kind of think, okay, the that's what I – and I got some insight and I thought, okay, so – and then they pointed another example, and they and they said it looks like it's 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 an uphill battle. And I thought, yeah, I mean, we are we are the beginning. I mean, we it's like the beginning of the abolitionist movement. Do you think that was easy? I mean, we're not getting beaten and 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 murdered for promoting veganism, you know. And you can point to like the people who are in jail and stuff, but I beg to differ. They're not in jail from promoting veganism, okay? I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, so I thought to myself, okay, so this is what's putting people off, promoting veganism, is because they don't want to deal with the fact that it, you have to, you know, it's like, I mean, that's not very helpful because how does it help? How does it help? I mean, what are you going to wait till it gets easier? You're going to let us do all the hard work and then finally when it's like instead of five voices, it's a hundred voices, then you're going to feel comfortable jumping in? No, I mean, help us now, you know, if you really care. What I, what I would suggest, like, to people who, um, who don't feel like that, like, it's just too much for them, like, they just can't deal with the fact that, that, that they, they, they go on there and they, and they, they, they write all these things and you're promoting this thing and you don't know what seeds you've planted and, 
and then they turn around and the supermarkets are still full of you know meat and and cheese and and the, and, and everybody around them still wearing leather and 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 you know their their families are still having turkey bodies for christmas and they they just think ah oh, it's just ah oh, you know they can't they can't cope with that so they want to help animals now you know um I mean, I think promoting veganism does help animals now, but I can't convince them. Like, I can't. I recommend, I mean, I think it would be fantastic if they would use that um, need to help animals now to do, to really help sanctuaries and rehomings and, and fosterings and things like that. I know for a fact that sanctuaries are helping animals in now and you know shelters that don't annihilate the majority of their inhabitants are helping animals now um you know people who foster and if if you know like myself like i i don't have a huge support system physical support system because i've chosen to um be very 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 outspoken and that's the price you pay but so i like for me, I'm terrified of finding another um, animal in the street that is going to rely on me to help them. Because I do not have a lot of people that I can count on to help me with that. Um, and, I mean, my resources are very limited. I'm not saying I would leave them, you know, but it would be tough for them. Tough for my cats and tough for me. I'm the least important there because I'm perfectly fine. I'm not a piece of property and when I say tough for me, it'd probably be more the emotional stress of feeling like, oh gosh, I, I'm not doing, you know, I really hope that things work out, you know, like with Duffy, it was just a disaster, and I don't even know how he is, because, because the foster parent turned out to be irresponsible, and anyway, it's so heartbreaking, I can't even talk about it, but he, 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 he got out, they let him out, and they said that they hadn't seen him, he's microchipped, and is, you know, he's got an identity tag, but I don't know what happened to him, and I feel I am tormented by that. I'm tormented by that, um, and I need to just let. I need to. I mean, like, it's done. So what I'm what I'm trying to say with regard to that is like, but but what I can do is I can help when I have money. I can help people who do do that, and I do. The only donations that I give is to um, things that I know actually are doing things, and and so. Although I myself can't do it, I don't. I don't have the resources, and I don't have the support network. Because you need help from people. You can't. I mean, unless you're rich, or unless you have like a big, big house, or you know, a car, or something where you can actually transport, and you can you can take the animal and meet the foster parents, and you can home the animal and foster the animal yourself for as long as it takes without you know all those kinds of things. And anybody who does that actual work knows way more about the what you need than I do. But I certainly can say that you need a lot more than what I have with regard to doing it um so and, and you need a support network you need people you need people who are willing to 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 help you spread the word you need people who are willing to donate money if you don't have the money for the vet you know so you need you need to have a support network for that so i i i just help those people i mean I'm, at least i can do that so when i when i want to help an animal now apart from being vegan and apart from promoting veganism um i i would suggest that that's the best best way to do it. So what I'm trying to say is like the people who are so desperate and they can't they can't deal with with the um, sort of slowness of of waking of changing the paradigm. Then 
and they think that wealth promoting welfare reforms and they're being sold that it's like this big victory and these animal welfare conferences are like giving speeches about how there was this great big victory and it's just such a huge lie and they're like we helped animals now and they feel so good and they need that and I understand that I wish they would put all that energy and all the, that money into sanctuary work and really they can see they can meet the animals that they're helping they can see them living not going to be slaughtered because you tell me that you're <laughs> tell me those chickens are being helped or those pigs are being helped I'm sorry we have a different um, definition of you know what helped means so I thought okay so what I did I didn't go on and on at, at about it I just I got a little bit of insight there from from the person who was like took one look at it they said I want to do I want to promote veganism they're like I really do but I'm too scared you know it's too I'm too intimidated by it because of this you know this sort of I didn't not understand that I, I did I wish that it wasn't I wish that more people would would overcome it because the more of us that are doing it the stronger we're going to be um, but I do understand because when I first I think I even talked about this in, my, in, my, in one of my podcasts when when I first heard about Gary Francione and, and, and Renata and everybody on the on the um, on the forums being like talk to people about veganism talk to people about life I was like oh my gosh that's going to rock the boat and people are going to feel uncomfortable it's going to you know da 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 and I was like ah but you know I just I just overcame it I just overcame that and the more you do it, the easier it gets. And you learn from your mistakes, um, especially in person. Like, I'm way better in person than I am in print. I've learned that now very, very clearly. For some reason, um, I can I write stuff, and if I'd said it, people are really cool with it. But when I write it, and I'm using the same tone in my head as I do when I speak out loud, um, for some reason they put a twist on it that, I don't know, I just can't control that, but I'm trying to figure out how to choose my words better when I write. Um, anyway, I'm going to be writing an article for the Abolitionist magazine um, from Vegan UK. So I'm very, very keen to help towards that. And um, and I'm hoping that I can sort of write in a way that doesn't like push people's buttons or whatever. Um, but yeah, so... That when I was talking to, when I was having this experience, I thought, oh, okay. And then the last thing, you know, the last thing the person said was, it looks like it's an uphill battle. And they kept going on these articles where we would be been writing and seeing all this sort of anti-vegan stuff. And I'm curious. I'm like, well, I've never really promoted welfare. Like, I really didn't. Like, I I gave money to them, but I was pretty much, I was very quickly kind of led on the, what I would call the right path, you know, um, very early. So I didn't actually really delve into it and have a lot of experience talking to people about it, but. I mean, I wonder if it's just less um, to deal with because you're sort of telling people they can have their happy meat and eat it too. Um, so maybe, you know, and then and you're friends with all the vegetarians and you're all working together. And I mean, I wonder, you know, maybe um, just just in regard to the sort of the, the not having to, not having to sort of, because when you are telling people things they don't want to hear, like the abolitionists against slavery or people who, who were trying to fight for the rights of women because it's, it wasn't convenient for the men to, to give the women these rights because they liked the, having the women right where they were. It was it was a struggle. I mean, that's why they call it a struggle. That's why they call them, you know, and, and so I just, I really wish that, I, I thought, oh, okay, well, there are, there's going to be people who are just 
not not up to it right now. Um, how can we give them strength? Are we enough yet? Um, like I say, maybe they'll wait until um, there's a few more voices before they feel comfortable jumping in, and then it'll be ex- even more exponential. I already feel like it's being exponential, so maybe that's what's going to happen. Um, but what I would say to those people is, look, you know, just dabble, dabble in vegan advocacy, but just don't pr- promote welfare, though. Um, don't don't get used to that because then when you do go and talk about veganism, you are going to you're going to muddy it up. You're going to because you're used to telling people about happy eggs and happy meat. So practice um, on a place where there is um, a little more, like, even on Care 2, there's a lot of vegans on there, a lot of support on there, especially now. Um, Even on the abolitionist articles that um, Angel writes, and um, now Dan Kudahi as well, there is still a lot of support because the abolitionist message is getting out there and the dialogue is changing. It's already almost changed in so many ways. So the go on there and, and, and don't worry. I mean, they're complete strangers. I mean, if somebody's going on there and being, you know, just take a dip, take a dip, but, you know, take a step back and sort of just remember, you don't even know this. It's just a keyboard moniker and a, and a you know, some, and some typing on, 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 a, on a screen and, Get get your strength from the other vegans on there who are who are promoting the same thing you know that you're promoting, and um, which I would by that I mean veganism, okay, not not promoting welfare. Like it really pains me when I'm I'm on these threads and there's there's a bunch of us trying to sort of get through to someone like they're saying you know what about this and that, and then another vegan will come on and be like, well at the very least you know you could just cut down on the amount of burgers that you have and that's going to help and. I know they think they're doing the right thing because they, they're looking at us and they like, well, you're just arguing, you're not getting anywhere with this person. But to me, that's what, what, they, what that does, what that tells this person is that it's okay to use some animals then. I mean, that it, what that tells this person is that animals are things. We have to stick up for them, even if it's unpleasant. We have to. We have to stick up for them. So... Anyway, I'm going to try not to repeat myself. So I think I've said everything I need to say about that. Because if I start talking about it again, I'm just going to be repeating myself. And I'm, try, I'm going to try to. I'm trying to stop doing that. Um, so I hope I've said everything I need to say about that um, with regard to that insight. Um, I just. I know where the. I mean, I understand the the fear, the not wanting to have the unpleasantness. But right now, you know, this is very serious stuff. And yes, people are going to kick and scream, and they're going to be backed into a corner, and they're not going to like it. So please get used to it, and um, try to find some way of, of, of managing that, so that you can give that message. Um, there's all different ways that you can do it, as long as it's not insulting people, or losing your own temper, or hurting yourself, or becoming angry. There's other, you know, everybody has their own style. And be yourself, but don't compromise the moral message for the animals. And the more voices we have in different styles, like somebody who doesn't like the way I write, you know, they might like the way someone else writes, as long as the message is the same. Right? I mean, it makes sense to me. Anyway. Okay, uh, so I think I've said enough about that. The other thing I wanted to talk about today 
because I've felt a bit, I've just been feeling a bit lost um, lately. And um, so I've, I forgot to say that I've got actually got a job. I'm very, very, very thrilled. I have permanent employment. It doesn't pay very much. But, um, and I'm not going to talk too much about my job on my podcast. I'm going to keep work and my podcast separated. That's mostly for the interest of self-preservation. But I'm very happy with the work. It's, I'm helping social workers. I'm a social work assistant. Um, so it's, it's helping people who are trying to help people, which I'm comfortable with. It's mostly data entry and it's mostly working on computers, which is quite, makes it quite hard for me. Literally, well, I shouldn't say mostly. It's basically 40 hours a week of straight data entry. So I'm really, really trying to find a way to get back to, because there's a lot of stuff I still need to do on the computer um, for, to get things going. But what I want to talk about today, and I'm going to write, hopefully write about these things, um, when I write um, for for some this magazine, um, and I'll put a link to the magazine, the Abolitionists from Vegan UK, which is a fantastic group, very inspiring to me. Um, I've got I I have so I keep saying I've got all these plans and I've got all these ideas and um I ne- and I haven't had a chance to even do any of them for, for for just for logistical reasons. No, I haven't had the money, I haven't had the resources, and I haven't had the manpower. So, one of the first of all, um, I'm planning to ask um, Emmy James, who's a fantastic animator and graphic designer, um, to help me design, once and for all, finally, pamphlets um, for New Zealand um, abolitionism and a nutritional pamphlet. And um, for anyone else who's thinking of doing a street stall, these are the kinds of things that I've I really, really want to talk about that because I can't wait for the weather to warm up and to, for things like that so I can start kicking off the street stall again. But I want to have more my own materials now for that because I really, I just, I've just been procrastinating too long. I I don't have the computer programs and I don't have the skills, but um, I'm going to ask Emmy to help me. So finally I can actually hopefully make that happen. So my advice to people who are doing a street stall um, is... First of all, I just want to say up front, I don't make it about diet as we know. Veganism is not a diet. However, the bottom line is that people don't have a clue how to eat and be vegan because they um, they just they just don't know. So we've actually been asked for like menu plans before and I've been asked that from friends like, well, I don't even know where to begin. Like, So my advice to have, when you have a street stall is... Focus on the ethics, but have practical guides, practical nutritional information on hand. And I'm going to make, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And then you can see if, if it's something that you might want to do for your own uh, stuff. And also other people have already been doing this. And there's other people have materials and things. Um, like the Boston Vegan Association has the nutritionist pamphlet, which is an, inspiring me to do my own. So people will come up. And you'll talk to them about it. And they'll be like, I really, really want to do this. I really, really want to do this. I don't even know where to begin. And then they'll be like, have you got recipes? Have you got... And, and to be honest, myself and William, we weren't really prepared. We didn't have the materials. And we keep saying, we're going to do it. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. But, you know, it's 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 quite a lot of... It's like specified work to get that kind of stuff going. Like pamphlets. I mean, it's like websites. Like if you don't know how to do it properly, it just... You know, most people have people who know how to do that stuff. 
who really know how to do that stuff. Like for me, I have people asking me for advice about podcasting all the time. And I'm like, you have no idea. I just bumbled my way through it. I just went on FeedBurner. Like my friend just sent me some links and I'm like, I don't even know how it works. Like I'm just like, I mean, I just push the, I just follow the little instructions. And when something doesn't work, I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't even like, I couldn't tell you how it actually works. In fact, it took me over a year to figure it out. That's why my podcast took so long to come out. Because I've been wanting to do one for ages. In fact, I tried to do one for my brother because my brother's a DJ. And oh my goodness, I mean, it just didn't even happen. So anyway, that that's so yeah. So sorry, sorry. I always do that. Okay, stay on track. So street stall. You've got the abolitionist vegan message. Animals are not property. They're moral persons. They deserve respect. And the way you do that is you go vegan. And then they say, that really resonates with me oh my gosh, what do I do? And of course, as we know, food is the biggest use that we have. And it's probably the biggest change that the person's going to make on a day-to-day basis. Not probably, it is the biggest practical change that they're going to make on a day-to-day basis. I mean, we know about other things. Like I say probably because when I when I really think about it, it's everything, isn't it? It's your clothes, it's your hair products, it's your makeup, it's your house cleaning products, um, it's your um, furnishings, it's your entertainment. I mean, we know that. But for, for a beginner, it's like food. It's like, what am I going to do three times a day, seven days a week to, you know, nourish myself? Help me out. So I suggest, depending on the country that you live, um, and if you live in America, you're so lucky because you've got the Boston Vegan Association nutritional pamphlet and it's all the stuff that you can get in America and it's all American measurements and things. If you live in England, I have to have a look at the Vegan UK's resources, but they might have one. But the Vegan Society, um, at the very least, their nutritional information, I'm sure, is very, very good. Um, they certainly um, aren't abolitionist. Um, so um, you've got to be careful what you promote from there because they'll, they'll promote vegetarian restaurants and things. But... Um, there, I'm sure that there's, you know, the nutritional information. So, because I'm in New Zealand, I want, I'm going to have, and I recommend to anybody. I don't, if you're in South America or if you're in, you know, um, if you're in, not in Europe or something, in your country's food stuff that you can get, because you live there, you're vegan, you live there, so you know what is affordable and you know what is practical. Because it's not practical for me to give out. Um, things on like vegan pizzas that are full of Daya cheese because we just don't even get Daya here and the vegan cheese here is extortionate prices it's just ridiculous and um, I don't you know people are just going to be like I can't afford this so um, so have a pamphlet that has nutritional advice suited to what you can get in your country and in the measurements of your country's measurements. So I'm going to make one and I'm going to shamelessly, you know, get the information and the sort of the science that's already been done. Like the science has already been done. The Boston Vegan Association's nutritional pamphlet has a lot of science on there. The, The Vegan Society has science on there. I mean, the thing is when it comes to that kind of stuff, sometimes you have to link to your sources and you're linking sources to to um to websites that are not abolitionists in the slightest. In fact, they might be promoting welfare. So I'm going to be careful where I get my sources from. I'm hoping to get most of it from, I mean, because you can't just, I mean, people want to see um, 
the source because they just don't know me like I'm not a nutritionist so who, who says that you only need such and such micrograms of b12 and that you know you only need to take this much tablet I mean who are you are you a doctor you're a nutritionist no I got that information from the you know American Dietetic Association website and it's there online that's my source it's, it's doctors you know or like they're all in America I mean I can't I don't have any New Zealand doctors to, to, to show people to but at the very least I have the doctors you know and then with regard to the to the nutrition when you say to them you need this much protein um i'm not going to tell people um i'm going to i'm going to point them to stuff that you can buy in new zealand supermarkets and you know this is what you can get you know once you get people's consciousness going you sort of you can say to them this is how you do it so i want to I'm going to get a pamphlet together that's got New Zealand um, measurements. So it'll be kilos, you know, and, and grams instead of like pounds and ounces, right? And um, and it'll be, um, it'll be, um, they won't have things that you just can't get here. Like, you know, we don't have like B12 fortified everything the way they do. It's like, there's just, it just, we don't have red star yeast here. You know, we just don't have it. Um, things like that. So, and the cheese stuff, you know, and the, and the fake meat stuff. It's just so expensive here. It's just ridiculous. I will mention that you can have this, but they're luxury items to me. And they're not necessary anyway. Um, but I don't want people to think that that's what veganism is all about. Because as we know, it's not. I mean, I'm really broke at the moment because Buddha had to have a tooth extracted. I mean, I literally have $40 for two weeks to live on. But brown rice... Um, a few, I'm making a huge brown rice salad. In fact, I have to go check on it. But I'm going to try to keep it simple. But I'm, that's what I want at my store because people need that stuff. And I definitely want to do a, a menu planner, a seven-day eat vegan menu planner. Eat vegan in New Zealand for seven days. Because people really have literally asked for that. I want a menu. Give me a menu so I can go and buy it and I can go to the home and I can eat that way. And we didn't have it. And we kind of like just go online, you know. But... Well, let's make it easy for them. Let's make it easier for them because so I want to be able to give people a menu plan and it's going to be, you know, it'll give them an idea. So I really recommend having that at your store. Um, have these things that you can give to people and say, go to, this is what you can go to the supermarket and buy. And this is the nutrition that you need. And there's a nutritional chart thing that's got like, it's like a, I think you can get it, download it from online. Um, but it's it's a pyramid. It's a vegan food pyramid. So that's also really useful because I learned a lot from looking at that. I was like, oh, wow, I can get, you know, calcium from um, broccoli. And I mean, I never knew that. Um, okay, so so I do want that because, you know, I'm in New Zealand and I, I want them to know that there is, because like even the New Zealand Vegan Society, their starter kit is just a um, link to PETA's. And it's vegetarian. It's called vegetarian, which I can't stand. So what I guess what I guess what I'm saying is I want a starter kit. I want to be able to give people a vegan starter kit and it'll have nutritional pamphlet, it'll have a menu planner for seven days. You know, and it's much like just a piece of paper, but it's just paper and printing. I mean I think that's okay. And it's mostly just the work putting putting into it. But once you've got it done, once you've finished it, it's like all that work is going to pay off. So I should use the rest of the winter to do that because I'm I haven't been going out and doing the stall. It's been cold and raining, um, but also just I've 
there's just been things going on. But anyway, once 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 I get all this materials, I guess a vegan starter kit is what I'm talking about. Um, but a New Zealand-based vegan starter kit where I can actually hand them practical information that they can take home and then it's written down on a piece of paper. And of course, there's going to be links and things. So that's really exciting. I'm um, I'm really those are the sort of the the, the sort of the three things that I really and I, and I recommend that if you have a stall, you have something like that ready. It doesn't have to be that comprehensive, but at the very least, give them a nutritional pamphlet that they can understand with food that they can buy in their country. And I also want to have um, uh, one about home cleaning and um, you know home cleaning products because I don't want to just focus on food. So I, I want to have, and here's how you clean your house without buying um products with animal products in them and without buying products from huge conglomerates that are conducting animal testing and destroying, you know, whatever. I mean, the amazing things that you can do with baking soda, vinegar, and a little essential oil. I mean, it's just fantastic. And the toxins are gone. And um, it's just, um, if you have like um, non-human animals, like if you have like cats or dogs that you're sharing your home with, or little kids who are walking around on the floor and stuff, the last thing you want is like Clorox bleach and, and, and ammonia. I mean, it's just toxic. I mean, I my system is so unused to that kind of stuff now that when I'm at work and they're doing cleaning stuff, I can't even like breathe. I just can feel the toxic. Oh, my nose is like in pain and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I used to actually have that stuff in my house, you know? Um, so I want to have that. And of course, clothing. I'm going to have the information there because you give them the information. You say, you make the choice. I'm not going to be able to follow you home and follow you to the store next time you go shopping. But here's the information. You can't say you don't have the information anymore. And you came over and asked for it. So I'm giving it to you. But, the, you know, really what people, people don't ask a lot about shoes. They don't ask a lot about cleaning products because they don't know about this stuff yet. You have to educate them about that. And you give them the information they can edu- and then they get educated. But they want the practical guides for the, for the food right from the start because that's something you buy every day or you eat food every day. You, don't, you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, you, know, you at least go grocery shopping once or twice a week for all of that stuff so as we know it's and people they do want it they are you know I wish that we could just tell people hey think about it and they're like oh yeah you have you know I can't believe I never thought about animals or moral persons and then they go and go online and they just do all the work themselves I mean then we wouldn't have to do it but um, we do have to sort of provide these resources because not everybody has that um, willpower not everybody has that um because some people are just so overwhelmed with their families and stuff, um, and they just can't even, you know, they they can barely even hold it together. I mean, there are a lot of people who are struggling that you don't even know what their what their struggles are. Um, and so yeah. Um, okay. So what else? Um, okay. So I, I can't think of anything else. I think that's. Maybe other people in different areas or doing doing tabling don't encounter that. William can back me up here. We definitely encounter it. it. Um, so I do want to have them ready. Um, so so anyway, I hope that that was useful um, because I think we all know that we need to have the, the abolitionist message and the vegan message um, there, and that's the most important thing to have. But um, you know, if you can, if you can get yourself together to have these other things where you can actually hand, hand it to people, especially if they ask for it, you know, like, well, I really don't know what to buy. I want to start, what do I do? To watch, like, have you got a menu planner? And imagine if you say, yeah, actually, I do. Bam. <laughs> it's going to be so great. Um, so I think next time I actually want to share another idea that I have um, because 
I think I need to talk about it, and I'm hoping that maybe other people can get ideas from it as well. And that's the idea that I have. I keep, and it's it's actually not even it's not an original idea. I've been to similar things. It's like a presentation night. You know, they have them all over the world. I mean, they 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 go on in all all kinds of social movements, and um, and definitely the animal movement, the animal welfare movement, um, has been doing them for years. It's it's not an original concept, but I just want to do a, a vegan night, you know, a, a vegan one promoting veganism, um, the whole thing. It'll be great for other advocates to see a whole presentation based on based on that rather than just one little mention of it. Um, so, the, so the presentation night, um, I want to present the abolitionist approach in person to um, whoever's willing to come along. And in the beginning, I'm expecting like four or five people, to be honest, um, maybe there'll all be other vegans, who knows, but, um, I just have this idea, and I, and I do it all the time in my head, like, I, I just, because it frustrates me that I can't make it happen, but I cannot do it alone, there's no way, um, but I'd like, I'd like other people to talk, I'd like other people to sort of talk, because, um, I do want to, part of it, I want to have, like, um, vegan family to talk about, just to stand up and say, I live in New Zealand, I'm a mother, and I have a husband, and we're all vegan, and, I, you know, this is this is how, you know, we have, like, a, a mother and father of vegan children stand up and, and say, hey, you know, we've got a family, and this is how we feed them, you know, somebody in the community stand up and say, it can be done, you know, um, this is how we do it, and I'm, and I'm a single woman, like, in the late 30s, I don't have a family, I mean, if it ever came to the point where I was speaking to or I was speaking to members of the public who are family members and have kids and have work and have all these things to think about, trying to sort of incorporate that practically and raising their kids. Um, I don't think they would, uh, I think that they would want to hear it from somebody else who was in a similar situation. So I would like to be able to have, draw on that experience and have them present it. Um, so anyway, I'm going to talk a little more about that night because I think it's a, and maybe there's groups already doing that, I'm not really sure. Um, but I have this like little, uh, I just like, even when I was walking home today, I was going in my head and I was thinking about this, the presentation, because I would start off with, um, a presentation of veganism and, um, abolition and nonviolence and just thinking how it would go. Like, and, and in the beginning, like I say, I really think it would be small, but I think if I could make it happen, this, this one, one time and get a couple of people along, there's just so much, so much that you can do. Until then, um, at the very least, um, you know, I can do other things like the street stall and things like that. And um, getting the the online materials, that's very important these days. So, um, but I really love the idea of getting out there. And the, I just, I'm just better in the person. I just, I'm better talking. That's why I do a podcast. I don't have a blog. <laughs> I just... I'm just more comfortable that way. That's the sort of communicator I am. I, I, I was, I'm a, you know, I love to write. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. So that's why I, I really want to get out there and, and do those things, you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's really, really sort of, it's kind of hard not to be able to do it right now. Um, but I just, I've got them planned, and then hopefully when I can actually make it happen, 
they'll it'll be planned. It'll be there'll be sort of like a, a game plan. Um, so I just sort of need to. I, so I keep running it over in my head. So anyway, I'm going to sort of pretend that like I think my next episode maybe I will discuss that night that I'm planning this sort of the, the sort of event that I want to do and maybe other people can get ideas and and um, offer like maybe other people have done it and they could say oh I heard you say you were going to do this well we did that and this is what happened and you know things like that so there you go so thanks for listening um, and um, I'll be back bye.